All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, July 20th. Fucking, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, Pat Clayton, I am live from San Diego Comic-Con right now. I am in a hotel on the dime of the company, of course, of course. Yeah, got it. And I am here in San Diego's beautiful gas lamp district, which if anyone knows San Diego, this is the heart and soul, the cultural center of San Diego, the coolest place here. It's like the, the West Village of San Diego. Mm-hmm. This this is the cool part. This is where everything happens. Very sleek, very cool. So, of course, that is where I have to be. And want to be a winter and Christopher, we haven't touched base yet, but he is also on site here at Comic-Con. So I think tomorrow we are going to hit the convention floor and we are going to let the wannabe O boys, wannabe O girls, wannabe O people, people get a glimpse of us because the the actors are not here, the actresses are not no. here, the big celebs. Well, the big celebs are here now because myself and wannabe O intern Christopher are at San Diego Comic Con. So. Yes. I mean, yes, absolutely. And I- I'm sure you've been mobbed by fans, but we just don't have time to talk about it. No, it's because. It's Barbie and Barbie Heimer. What is it? it? Is Barbenheimer? Barbenheimer. Is the kids say? This is Barbenheimer yeah. weekend. The opening weekend of Greta Gerwig's Barbie and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. So, I mean, right off the bat, is this the luckiest thing that could have happened to Christopher Nolan that Warner Brothers as an FU because he left Warner Brothers. So they put Barbie against his big first film with universal they opened barbie right against him and and that was a shot at nolan but as we see how this is playing out and how the barbenheimer meme is happening and i think is lifting oppenheimer to a height it wouldn't have gotten to without barbie so so right off the bat is barbenheimer the best thing that could have happened to christopher nolan uh, absolutely. And Pat, you are a little hot. Your mic's a little, a little hot. hot. I get I'm it just hot. because this is a hot weekend. So of course you're coming in hot. We're all coming in hot. I do agree. I mean, Barbie's coming in hot, very hot. Oppenheimer's coming in surprisingly hot. Yes. To answer your question. Absolutely. Nobody's talking about this three hour partially black and white mm-hmm. film about an atomic bomb. Yeah. If it comes out against mutant madness, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, if it comes out in November, you know, if it comes out during award season, yeah, people will go see it. But it's not going to be on the tip of everybody's tongue the way this is. I mean, obviously, I'm a mushmouth, so I I couldn't say Barbenheimer. But most people are able to say it and they're not saying it. They're tweeting it. Right. right. You know, they're they're hashtagging it. So, uh, yes, absolutely. I mean, this guy is a guy who. Everybody thought, oh, he landed in a pile of shit and he found a diamond in mm-hmm. it. I mean, this guy's got a horseshoe up his tuchus, if anything. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I had someone reach out to me just today. Someone reached out to me just today and asked me the question, is Barbenheimer real? Is this Barbenheimer thing real? That's what this person wanted to know. And, you know, I think that person... uh, uh I don't know if they if they meant are the memes actually real or are they walking talking entities that I can hang out with I don't I don't know if that's what they meant but I think they probably meant are people actually gonna go see both movies because that is what Barbenheimer is about is the fact that there are people out there saying that they will see both of these movies on the same day on opening weekend and according to the numbers we're seeing out there I mean I've seen numbers saying that there's upwards of two hundred thousand tickets that have been sold as combo packs to see both That's the number groups. yeah and you know we national association of theater owners is projecting that more than two hundred thousand moviegoers will do same day viewings of barbie and oppenheimer at theaters across north america wow and, and according to the rap i mean this is kind of the wave of the future because this is a version of what we saw and we're not going to talk about sound of freedom a lot on this episode or at all but but the angel studios you know ticket counter thing gamifying the act of buying a ticket and that's kind of what barbenheimer is and i think 
there's a lot of people who are buying both tickets because that's the thing to do. But the movie they really want to see is Barbie. And they're buying an Oppenheimer ticket for the experience of saying they did Barbenheimer. You know, yes, yes, absolutely. I think I, I think a, a, a positive thing about this mm-hmm. is that these movies are not being pitted against no, each other no. in a way. They're being packaged together as an experience, as a grueling experience. Yes, right. And I'm not saying grueling in a bad way because, of course, pressure creates diamonds. It is like I said before. I did the Barbenheimer challenge. Mm-hmm. I sat through both. I spent six hours in a theater seat. Right. I brought my inflatable donut. Yes. Right? Yes. That, that is something that people are going to be able to, to take pictures of and, uh, and, and regale their friends with on Instagram stories or TikToks right. or what have Sh- you on thread threads, whatever they're calling threads. What are the, th- I guess I think they're called just, threads. On I think threads. Thread threads. Yeah. And, and they could yeah. show pictures next week of their Bar- Barbenheimer hemorrhoid, you know, their Barben hemorrhoid. Mm-hmm. And they could yeah, say, yeah. this is the hemorrhoid. This is the Barben hemorrhoid that I got from seeing Barbenheimer last week. Yeah. And people love that kind of stuff. People love showing up. They do. This is, if, if, Next week, the internet is flooded with with hemorrhoid pictures. That's only going to juice the second week numbers for Barbenheimer. Yeah, and 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 I, and I think that is what I'm what's coming out of this that is great for theatrical is that this doesn't feel divisive. It yeah. feels joyful. Yeah. Now there's corner of the internet that is going to make everything divisive and non joyful. They don't matter this but- weekend. They don't matter this weekend. They, matter. they they never really matter, right. but they absolutely don't matter this weekend. Yes. yes. And 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 you know, a couple of months ago, I think that that the the Barbie versus Oppenheimer thing was the way it was going. It was all about which is going to make more money, which one are people going to rather see, you know? And that has definitely turned, I think, whoever the artists were that put together those initial Barbenheimer arts where Barbie's there watching the atomic bomb explosion and Oppenheimer sitting in the pink Cadillac. And I think that did a lot to turn this from a competition into a celebration. And that, like you said, that is key. The fact that this is a celebration and it's about doing both rather than picking one is why this is going to be the biggest box office weekend in years, possibly. And it's, it's funny how comically different these films are and these filmmakers are where you're hearing behind the scenes stuff about how Greta Gerwig was making every Friday pink or something. Yeah. You know, there was a pink day on 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 the shoot. Everybody wear pink and all that. And then you're hearing stories about on Oppenheimer, Cillian Murphy only ate one almond a day. Right to get skinny and skeletal, the somberness, the sullenness of this movie is almost comical juxtaposed against this bright pink movie. And people are looking at that and they're laughing, not derisively, but it's giving people this sort of elation, this weird sort of giggle fit that is positive. And that's, and that's kind of where I'm at with this whole thing where I was very low on Barbie and I, we've had, so, Pat, how long have we known each other? It's been uh, it's what, been about 12, 12, 13 years, 12 or 13 years. We met in 2010. I would say for the first year or so of that, it was not really a friendship. It was more of a fandom in one direction. And then it turned into a friendship probably a year or two later. So, yes, it's been a while. And so we've rarely had fights like actual screaming matches. Very few. I can. I. I up until this Barbie movie. Yes, yes. I think we have never yelled at each other more. And we've worked on numerous projects together and, and things like that. We would yell at each yes. other about this yes. movie. The, and, the closest and, we and, ever and, came to blows was over Barbie, uh, over talking mm-hmm. about the opening weekend of the Barbie movie off mic. You know, we've never captured one of these on mic. I think it would have been some of these, these Barbie uh, mince these uh, arguments that we've had yeah would have i think you know when the listeners love when we mix it up on air but it would have been too much for them to handle i mean we're talking mm-hmm. chairs thrown 
furniture knocked over. If people were in the vicinity of our argument, they would have run away scared because they would have thought that a massacre was about to happen. That is how bad these off mic arguments got about Barbie. And, and it came from a place well, where you well, were very I, low on Barbie. You were very low on Barbie. And I was very low on Barbie. Yeah. And you know what? It's just because I was really did not. I, I didn't. The marketing didn't click with mm-hmm. me in the way that I thought it it should click. And, you know, I was saying this is this looks like Josie and the Pussycats yeah. with its meta-ness. It's a Brady Bunch movie. It's a Scooby-Doo movie, like those sort of things. And I was looking at that and I wasn't looking at the overwhelming just love for Barbie as a thing. Right, right. Just as a thing. And this was your one of your main defenses was that everybody knows Barbie and everybody loves Barbie. Right. And kids, if they go to this or brought to this by a parent or guardian, are going to like that it seems a little bit adult for them. They're going to not necessarily get every joke, but that's fine. Kids like to not get jokes. Yes. As long as it's in a world that they enjoy. And, you know, I'll tell you what, this marketing wore me down. Wow. This Ryan Gosling going out there and charming the ever-loving heck out of me. You know, I'm not a Margot Robbie fan. I, I, she's never been in a hit other than that Suicide Squad movie, right, right, the original Suicide Squad movie. Because you tried to give her a solo movie called Birds of Prey, and it tanked. And she's never hit in anything else. But man, this could be her Deadpool. This is her like legitimate. She was the female Ryan Reynolds, and now she is going to be Barbie yes. and that's huge for yeah, her she, and she could eat off Barbie forever. Yes. She was the female Ryan Reynolds and now she's going to be the female Ryan Reynolds, which is good now because Ryan Reynolds has Deadpool. So now it's yes. good to be the yes. female Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I, I think that the marketing wearing people down is the story of this movie because a, even as close as a month ago, the tracking on this was 40 to 60, which um, Mm -hmm. give me this credit. I always said that felt low. I think it was going to go higher, but I mean, even I could say in my most uh, passionate defenses of this Barbie movie, when we were yelling and screaming and throwing chairs, almost pushing each other out of 20 story buildings, it got Mm -hmm. bad. I was not expecting the tracking on this movie is over a hundred million dollars opening weekend now. And that was never yeah. a place that I was going to a few months ago. My thought was always this movie could open as high as 80. This movie could make over $200 million domestic when all said and done. We are now looking at an opening weekend where Barbie could could possibly hit $200 million opening weekend. It's not going to do that. That's way on the highest end. But to say that it could, in its opening weekend, make almost as much as what I thought would have been a great take for the entire run of this movie. Mm -hmm. And and I think when Warner brothers greenlit this movie, I do not think there was a world in which they thought or planned for it to have to hit as high. as just going to hit opening weekend. I I don't think the expectations were ever because the budget for this is reportedly, you know, pre-marketing, but we don't count marketing because every movie has to market the budget for this is like a hundred million dollars plus that this opening weekend is going to make over Barbie's budget in the first weekend. And in a world where you're seeing these flash movies costing so much money, this indie movie costing so much money, even this mission Impossible movie costing so much money to have a movie that's a hundred million dollars plus budgeted seems like nothing. Right comparatively and then we're we're not going to talk about it because we'll talk about it later but i just read an article about aquaman 2 that they're doing reshoots and they're the budget for that thing is going to be sick that's gonna be sick because they are so desperately trying to make that a hit movie because everything else in that universe is failing that they are throwing money good money after bad over there well i think what has been clicking about (coughs) the marketing for barbie and the anticipation for barbie is also the way in which they spent this money is seems to be on production design and on costuming and on things that happen 
on a real set. And of course, it's a movie, so I'm sure there's special effects and CGI and all that. But I do think this Barbie uh, uh, excitement is another sign that the superhero worm is turned and that people, Mm -hmm. even though this is a movie about a toy, people want more tangible things on screen. They don't want the superhero cartoony stuff anymore. They want the fact that, oh, they built a giant pink dream house and everything's pink Mm -hmm. on this set and the clothes are cool. You know, this isn't a superhero movie where it is CGI costumes on top of... Paul Rudd could be doing those movies naked. They CGI the Ant-Man costume on top of them. In this movie, people are excited because Barbie's got a cool pink dress. And sometimes that's what people want. And and I think that is a great point and something that a lot of movie fans might not even be able to articulate. Yes, yes. They might not be thinking about why they don't like these superhero movies anymore. They might not even, they might be like, they just don't connect with me as much as they did. And I don't have time to really think about it. But it is, it's a lot of that is that as much as this Barbie world isn't going to be real, it'll be realer than the microverse or wherever. Yeah, uh, it'll be realer than quantum. quantum, Barbie land will be realer than quantum realm. So you mentioned Margot Robbie and yes, she hasn't had a starring role in a movie that's been a giant hit. Obviously she's been in Wolf of Wall Street and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and the Suicide Squad movie that was a hit. But the vehicles where she's above the title haven't clicked until now. But I think you got to give her and Ryan Reynolds a lot of credit for this because it is their likability that is a big reason why people got excited about this. You know, it's there may not be movie stars like oh you mean ryan gosling ryan gosling of course she's ryan reynolds ryan gosling is is playing yes but i think people liking those two actors to the level that they do is a big reason (laughs) why the anticipation is so high they cast this perfectly so they got it you know they're not jack nicholson huh they're not meryl streep huh or sandra bullock in the 90s huh but They are movie stars in the sense that they were cast really well, and they're a big reason why people are excited to see this movie. Yeah, and you know, uh, we were talking off mic, and you know, it all depends on how well this uh, this movie does opening weekend, which we think it's going to do pretty spectacular. And and the pre sales are saying it. I mean, there's really no way this opens lower than a hundred, even with Warner Brothers calling seventy five because they're a little scared to be bold here. Right, right. But th- from uh, you know, looking on the numbers, you know, you go on the box office Reddit and people do these pre-sale trackings, and there's really no way, unless there's a complete total collapse, it, that this movie doesn't make at least a hundred. Right, right. Which is already going to be a big win. Yeah. So. So here are some numbers to look at. I think some benchmarks that we got to look at as we get ready for this Barbie movie. First of all, the highest, uh, the biggest three-day opening weekend of this year, of 2023, belongs to the Super Mario Brothers. And remember, that movie opened in April to a five-day weekend. So it opened to $200 million in a five-day, but it's three-day was 146 million. So that is in play here this weekend. Barbie absolutely could top Super Mario Brothers to become the biggest 3-day weekend of the year so far. And honestly, if Barbie's able to do that and top the Super Mario Brothers, I think there's a very good chance it is the highest grossing opening weekend of the entire year because when you look ahead, what are the movies that could theoretically open bigger i mean aquaman 2 in december there's uh, yeah there, there's not an avatar I movie that. i mean the marvels in november is that's not going to do it so barbie this weekend could become the highest grossing opening weekend of the year so far and probably end up that way for the entire year it has to hit 147 to win that title and i mean we'll give our official predictions later i think it's going to do it I think yeah, I mean, I'm I'm there with you too. It, it has higher pre-sales than any movie 
since Avatar The Way of Water, which opened to 134, which I think it's going to beat. Wow. Um, the other thing we're seeing is all these these articles about how people who haven't who don't go see movies are going to see are are going to see Barbie. Wow. So an we, event. Um, David Heron, I may be saying his name wrong from the Quorum, was on Matt Bellany's The Town podcast. Okay, okay. Uh, past guest. Yeah. I won't say future guest because I don't know if he'll ever come back. But great podcast. Mm. But he was saying that 20% of Barbie's U.S. audiences are people who say they can't remember the last time they went to see a movie in theaters. Wow. Wow. Now, is that, though, a sign that this is a very old audience coming here? Because it's not that they haven't been to a movie in a long time. It is just that they are, you know, suffering late-stage dementia, and they just can't remember, even though they maybe saw a movie last week. No, I do think you're going to see older women come to see this movie. Absolutely. But it's going to be a lot. It's going to be almost everybody yes. that's going to come see this movie. The people like this are the people who – and listen, Pat, we know these people exist. Mm -hmm. People who only go see a movie when it's a huge thing to talk about. They, they, don't, they don't normally go to see movies. I think that these are young people. That just movies going is not their thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, there, there's, a, a, there's a lot of people in this country that don't go see any movies. Mm -hmm. Maybe the last movie they saw was on Thanksgiving Day with their family or Christmas Eve or something. You know, a holiday where it's like, what are we going to do? Well, we don't want to stay in the house anymore, so let's go see a movie. Mm -hmm. That might be this sort of person. But yeah, you're going to get the nanas. You're going to get the grandpas. But you're also going to get... 30-somethings, 20-somethings, 40-somethings that don't go to the theater. Right, right. Bar Barbenheimer is this summer's Gentle Minions. And Gentle Minions brought in the youngsters, and Barbenheimer is going to bring in the youngsters, thanks to Barbie. I mean, the other uh, numbers to look at here is whether this movie will give Greta Gerwig the title of having the highest-grossing opening weekend for a film directed by a woman. Um, looking at that, I mean, the one to beat, I think is, is Captain Marvel because that was co-directed by Anna Bowden. Um, you know, the other movies on this list are Frozen 2, uh, co-directed by Jennifer Lee. And you've got, uh, Patty Jenkins directing the first Wonder Woman movie, which opened to a hundred. And it looks like it's about the same number to beat. You know, if Barbie gets to 150, then Greta Gerwig gets that crown as well as the biggest opening weekend for a movie directed by a female director. Um, just double checking mm -hmm. that. Captain Marvel's opening weekend in March 2019 was 153. So this movie, Barbie, would have to get to about 154 to also win that distinction. And you know what? I think that's going to happen. Not to give away my prediction here, but I think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll get into it when this does, when the number comes in next weekend. But this is just going to be a spectacular win for Greta Gerwig. I mean, this is. And, uh, you know, this is, let's, let's not forget, co-written by Noah Baumbach. And mm -hmm. do you think Barbie... This weekend will become the highest opening weekend for a film written or co-written by Noah Baumbach. Are you? Would you? Would you put that uh, prediction out there right now? Yeah. Didn't he? Am I wrong that he had something to do with some of those animated, some animated oh, franchise? Am I wrong? You are. Cor you are correct, sir. Noah Baumbach is actually a co-screenwriter on Madagascar 3, Europe's Most Wanted. And where that open? That movie opened to 60 million. So that is by default the highest grossing opening weekend for a film direct uh, for a film written or co-written by Noah Baumbach. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, you know, I think this will beat it easily. Yeah, I mean, his other uh, his other biggest movies, 
Margo at the wedding totaled 1.9 million total in its whole run. So this would be bigger than that. Greenberg got to 4.2 million total. So it looks like Barbie should beat that. Francis Ha got to 4 million. While we were young, got to 7.5 million. Mistress America 2.5. These are the domestic totals of no bomb back written films. So yeah, I think Barbie. Okay. Barbie probably opening weekend makes more money than every Noah bomb back movies, full domestic run combined. Oh yes, yes. absolutely. And, and here's the thing, you, you know, we were talking about Noah bomb and we both love Noah bomb yes. but the real star here yeah. is Greta. Of course. Yeah. And I think I underestimated what a name she is. Yes for a certain segment of the public. I mean, we've always loved Greta Gerwig. I mean, we liked her movies, even stuff that she's acted in, stuff that she you know, was involved in before she became an IT director. Yeah, top of my list, for sure. But just talking about the movie she's made, you know, Lady Bird, for a time, was one of A24's, and still is, one of A24's highest grossing films. Yes, until Uncut Gems beat it. It was the highest grossing A24 film uh, ever at that point. Little Women made over 100 men. Yes. Domestic, which is huge. I mean, nothing goes over 100 that is like that in this climate, especially post-COVID. But even pre-COVID, that was a true achievement. Yes. And she's a trusted hand yes. when it comes to films. And that is something that people are gravitating towards. That Barbie, yes, there's a segment of the population that are like, it's 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 it sucks that a toy movie is her is gonna be her big breakout. But that's just our reality. I think people understand that. And I think live in the real world giving people her the, live in the real world. Yeah. People are giving her the benefit of the doubt to say. Well, it might be Barbie, but it's also Greta. Um, I'm going to throw this out there, Clayton. Uh, this is a surprise to you, but I think this is this opening weekend is going to be big enough to deserve on our next episode, divvying up the millions of the opening weekend. We have not divvied up the millions in a long time. We have had not had too many movies that have been worth giving up the millions. Honestly, no. if we would have done most of the June releases, we'd be divvying up the losses, you know, who deserve credit yeah. for how much movie uh, money this movie lost. But, and you know, we've got a lot of new listeners probably since the last time we did this segment, a lot of uh, Mina fans who, you know, and uh, stoolies who who've joined fans. and become wannabe. Oh boys, wannabe. Oh girls, wannabe. Oh people, people. So I'm proposing that whatever the opening weekend number of Barbie is on our next episode, we take that number and we divvy up who deserves credit, how many millions each person or entity deserves out of that opening weekend. So I'm throwing that out there. Absolutely. Okay. Let, oh, we got to do it. We got it. We got to do it. That's going to be huge. So Barbie is going to be gigantic. We'll give our final prediction in a bit and read a couple of listener emails with their predictions. Let's go to Oppenheimer. You know, at the top, I said Oppenheimer is benefiting from the Barbenheimer meme. And Barbie raising the tide on the Oppenheimer boat. And, and I got to say, the the tracking for this looks great. And the tracking is basically putting it around the high end of non-Batman Nolan films. You know, it's up there in that 50 to 60 million range that Dunkirk and Inception did. You know, Dunkirk. You know, I believe Inception is tw- uh, 61, not, right? Yeah, Inception's his biggest one. Or something? He had obviously. Oh, 62. Leo. Uh, Dunkirk, I think, did what, 53, 54 in its opening weekend? Dunkirk did 50.5. Dunkirk did 50. And Interstellar, I'm I'm thinking off the top of my head, did like 38 in its opening weekend. No, 47. 47. So, I mean, uh, listen, we beat the Zed horse back in the COVID days when uh, Nolan wasn't letting drive-in theaters show Tenet, go back to the classic episodes from 2020, relive that box office year through the B.O. Boys. We beat uh, Christopher Nolan like a dead horse week after week in regards to how he handled Tenet. But he does have a track record of even non-Batman films that do really well, open in that 40 to 60 million range. And Oppenheimer felt like 
to me, it wasn't going to be there because it it seemed there wasn't a major superstar in the lead role and the subject matter seemed dreary. But here we are opening weekend and the tracking is 50, 60 million dollars. So this looks like a good weekend for Nolan. In our summer preview, you called this out as a bomb. I did. I did. You said this would bomb. Yes. And I feel like it could have been. I, I mean, I, I, not to stick up for you and make excuses for you because I would never do uh-huh. that. But I think what we've been saying is how this all played out and the Barbie Heimer, Barbenheimer situation and the positivity surrounding both of these films. This changed the trajectory of this film. Yes. Because if the goodwill wasn't there and the memes weren't there and the and the promotion wasn't there, you could see a world where Barbie opens to 40 and Oppenheimer opens to 30. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's a possibility. But here's what's been going on, and everybody's been listening, is there's been few bright spots this summer. Mm-hmm. Very few. Mm-hmm. And we've had movies that have not been dire necessarily in tone, but just dire in their execution. Right. They just are old and sad. Right. And I think Oppenheimer is sad in a good way. It's supposed to be sad. It's it's saying it will devastate you. That is the tagline for yes. it. It will devastate yes. you. And that is something that they're the audience are like, at least I know what I'm getting into. I didn't expect to be devastated watching Indy five. Exactly. Yes. I, I didn't expect to be devastated watching flash the flash right? and not because of any real emotional beats, but because they were crushingly bad movies. Right. Th- th- that's what people want a movie that is going to depress them because it's artistic aim is to depress you not because the execution depresses you yes yes and um i think the excitement is also both of these movies feel new and fresh it's the first ever uh big screen barbie movie so yes it's an ip but this is not barbie 7 you know no and there will be a barbie 7 someday and everyone will be sick of it but this is barbie 1 and it's the first Oppenheimer movie. You know, this is not Oppenheimer part two. You know, this is not the the third. This is not a trilogy of Oppenheimer movies. And or we've seen 10 people play Oppenheimer before. This is the first Oppenheimer movie. So, yes, Oppenheimer is an IP, but it's a fresh IP that we haven't gotten before. So and the reason Oppenheimer could do really well this weekend is because it's got a a great number of the PLFs. I mean, uh, IMAX is 70 millimeter IMAXs. I mean, this is a movie that it's going to have premium price tickets. Yes. Yes. So the only thing that worries me a little bit about Barbie is that Barbie is its ticket prices are going to be lower Mm -hmm. than they could be if it had the PLFs to itself. But I'll tell you what, I think people are just going to go to regular theaters to see a Barbie movie yeah. and they're going to, I think this split is correct at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing all the Dolby showings for Barbie are sold out this weekend from what I can see. Yes. yes. But for the move, the theaters that I would want to go to, those are all sold out. So those premium seats are getting snatched up, but you're seeing almost full theaters in the regular other theaters. So I think that this is a movie that you're going to have 20% of the population who doesn't go see movies who are going to just go to the movies and sit in a ratty seat and not think anything different. Right, right. Because it's Barbie and they want to see it. So how are you going to see this, Clayton? How am I going to see this? You know, we've been talking about how this is the biggest box office weekend in years. This is a true event. This is a time where box office is the center of the culture right now. You know, people are talking about box office in places beyond places like such as the B.O. Boys or Scott Mendelson. This is, this has moved to just all facets of, of media right now. They're talking about box office how do you plan on seeing Barbenheimer this weekend? 
Well, I probably won't get to see Oppenheimer. Okay. Because all those IMAXs and those premiums are sold out. And I was trying to get a ticket to see at least a Dolby theater playing Barbie. But I don't think that's the case. I think I'm going to have to go early on like a Friday or Saturday and just see it in regular a regular theater. Okay. And watch it that way just to see the movie. Not not because I would like to experience it in a premium format. And I feel like later on in the summer, you know, a few weeks from now, possibly they'll do something where you can see Barbie and IMAX. And if I like it, I'll see it again right. in IMAX. But I now just for this show and research purposes to really get a grasp of, you know, how big this movie could be going forward, not only a big opening, but does it, is it going to have legs? I need to see this movie. So that's how I'll probably see it. So you'll be seeing it. I'll just have to see it at a conventional screening room on a Saturday morning. So, so yeah, uh, it's Saturday or, or, or Friday morning. So then, so then there's a good chance you will be at a very child heavy screening of the Barbie movie because you'll be seeing it in a, on a Friday or Saturday morning, uh, which I think is going to be a good, uh, uh, bit of research for you is to see how a child heavy audience reacts to this film. You know, this might be a situation mm -hmm. where it would be good for you to bring a notebook, snap some pics, you know, record some, uh, no pics. No, that's the worst thing to possibly do is, is take any pictures. Okay. So, so my advice to you of taking pictures at a child heavy screening of, Barbie, you you don't think that's good advice? So so take pictures of uh, of a Barbie screening with kids in a theater where the theater room right next to me is showing Sound of Freedom. I don't think that's a great idea. I think you're trying to get me killed. Is it because I have a mustache now, Pat? Is that why you're saying that's something I should? I do? mean, this is another reason why listening to the podcast isn't enough. You have to experience this on multiple platforms. If you are a viewer on YouTube, you will see that Clayton now has a mustache. He is a mustachioed man. So listen, I'm just throwing that out there that this mustachioed man goes by himself to a early morning kid heavy screening of Barbie, take some pictures and if people catch wind of it, they start telling their nearby patrons who are going to a Sound of Freedom screening, hey, that guy with the mustache was snapping pictures of kids. You don't think that's a good so idea? You, no, I think that's a terrible idea. And I think you know it's a terrible idea. Okay. I'm just throwing out suggestions for you on how to experience Barbenheimer. I will, of course, be seeing it here in San Diego with a couple of friends of ours who are making the drive up from Los Angeles. And wannabeo intern Christopher will be joining yeah. us, um, as well as just throwing this out there, the co-host of another podcast that you and I work on, the host of the Criminal Minds podcast, will also be joining us. So, little um, actually, it's called Criminal Types. Oh, great plug! Terrible plug by the producer of that show, using the wrong name of the show. Criminal Types, of course, is the podcast that I produce and Clayton edits, but the host of that. Of that podcast will be also joining me for Barbie on Friday night. Yes. It's not a Criminal Minds rewatch podcast. Uh, I'm sure that uh, the reason it's not is because that definitely exists already and is doing huge numbers, unfortunately. But yeah. anyway. Well, but Pat, you're saying you're talking about kids. Yeah. And well, I'm talking about kids in the movie... context of you interacting with kids. But yes, go on. No, I'm just talking about kids in general here for this for this movie. And I, I, you know, we were talking off mic and I was saying there's a possibility that for young girls, mm -hmm. this is Batman 1989. Yes. Yes. Because back in 1989, people were frothing at the mouth about Batman. You could not trip over a kid. Right. Without them having a Batman shirt yes. or the bat signal yes. shaved into the back of their head. Yes. Yeah. Or. Them eating Batman cereal. I mean, or them that doing was, the Bartman, which was an offshoot of Batman '89, the Bartman. Oh well, I mean, maybe if they were dressed in a Batman costume doing the Bartman, I don't know how that would work. But um, I, I think that this could be that. Yes, in that it was a lot of built up 
goodwill towards a IP. We didn't call it IP back then, mm-hmm. but a goodwill for an IP that is that had never been really taken serious. Mm-hmm. And I know this is a satirical movie, but Batman was also a little bit winky about us some stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was ultra serious in a funny way that adults could understand and enjoy. But as kids, we were like, wow, he's the coolest. I mean, Batman's the coolest thing ever. Joker's the coolest dude ever. Right. We saw it straight faced, and then you watch that movie now, and you're you see Tim Burton was playing a little bit. Right. There's a similar thing going on here is that little kids could look at this straight faced and be like, look, it's Barbie and Ken. But also there's some satirical elements to this. And hopefully it's not too heavy handed. And that's going to be something that is going to resonate with people of all ages. Because you're going to have, you know, people who are in their 60s who used to play with Barbies going to see this movie. Right. But you're also going to see little kids, like we said earlier, who don't get the jokes but still just want to see Barbie. I mean, I think now as we roll into our official predictions for this weekend, it feels like the marketing has fully captured the adult audience, has captured the adults who don't go to movies that often or haven't gone a really long time. The Barbenheimer meme has worked. Kids are obviously mm-hmm. going to go because the awareness is through the roof and it's Barbie and it's yeah. the biggest you know property for little girls that's out there. So kids will go. But I think the degree to which kids beg their parents to take them this weekend could be the difference between this movie making, you know, 120 to 140 or it getting to 170, 180. Because if the kids yes. are as crazy for this as they could be, that's going to be what pushes this into a range that beats Doctor Strange 2, you know, that that gets to 180, 190 and is the biggest opening uh, that we've had in years, you know, sans avatar or uh spider-man no way home three spideys so that's going to be huge and i think the kids thing is going to be more of a story as we go into the next few weeks and look at the legs of this barbie movie because kids movies do leg out really well and if the barbie movie plays like a kids movie then we're talking about a situation where barbie could get to a billion dollars worldwide which is you know we haven't gotten to the opening yet but i think if this is a kid's movie and you see what elemental kids movies leg out really well, then Barbie's got a shot at being a billion dollar baby. If the kids really get excited about this. So we'll see, but Clayton. Well, also it's, uh, it's sub two hours, which yes. thank God. Yeah. I mean, it really should be an hour and 30 minutes. Let's just be honest, but it's sub two hours, which is a rarity for movies nowadays. Yes. 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 I mean, you even have these Disney Little Mermaid type movies that are pushing or going over two hours. So the fact that Barbie stayed under two hours, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Little Mermaid, I mean, women have been very underserved this whole summer. Little Mermaid is probably the only thing really specifically for them. Other, I guess you could say Joyride. Right. right but I mean, I feel like that yeah. was a little bit too too raunchy for the general public. So this is going to be, yeah, I mean, ladies will be out in force. Yes, yes. So Clayton, is there anything else we need to go over before we give our weekend predictions? Here's one thing I do want to throw out there because, of course, you are on strike. You are a member. Uh, you are a member of the Screen Actors Guild in bad standing. You haven't paid your dues in years, but you're still on yeah. strike with them. And yeah. there was a lot of controversy this weekend. Uh, or this past week about Universal Studios cutting down a tree, apparently, so that the leaves of that tree would not provide shade to the striking actors who were striking outside of their studio. So I want to get your take on that. Do, you know, you were last week on this on these airwaves proposing some dirty tactics from the actors that you guys should start throwing raw eggs at at studios and at studio heads and just throw raw eggs in general. So now the studio has cut down a tree so that there is no shade for strikers. Where are you on? That? Um, let me take a, a page out of uh, Ron Perlman's book here. And uh, you're not the only one who can cut down trees. All right. You're not the only one who can take away shade. There's plenty of ways 
to lose trees, if you know what I'm saying. And so if we know where you live and you have trees, then maybe that shade could go away too. Wow. Powerful. That's what I'm saying. You take our shade, we take your shade. Wow. All right. So that is from SAG representative and bad standing Clayton Gumbert. Um, a message to studio executives. Watch your trees. Watch your trees. You cut down their mm-hmm. trees and the actors might be coming for your trees for your shade. So thank you, Clayton, on that official uh, official statement in bad standing from the Screen Actors Guild. So let's move on now to our official top five predictions for this weekend for Barbenheimer weekend. Um, Clayton, do you want the honor of going first or second? After that powerful statement, I mean, the ball's in your court. I think I need a rest after okay. that. Why don't you uh, take a shot at it? All right. So number one this weekend is going to be Barbie. And I think it's going to do $184 million. I think it's 184. Oh, that got you. Okay. Listen, I have been sky high on this movie for months. We, you know, Mm. for a year, probably we've been having screaming matches at BOHQ, throwing chairs at each other, dangling each other over ledges, you know, different times you had my feet dangling me different times i had your feet dangling you all over this barbie opening i've been high on it i gotta go high i'm going 184 sky high let's see if this does how nuts this could get number two okay oppenheimer uh i don't think oppenheimer gets to the inception number but i think it beats dunkirk because it gets boosted by the barbenheimer meme and so i think oppenheimer gets to 56 million I think this is so you're low on Oppenheimer because you've been low all all year on. It. Well, I mean, I think this is high in the sense that I'm predicting this to be his second highest opener. That's not a Batman movie, you know, Nolan's second. And listen, this is Killian Murphy. Great actor predicting that a Killian Murphy star is going to get to 56 million. That doesn't feel like I'm low on the movie. To me, this is well. Nolan's the star here. Nolan is. I mean, the star. you're saying sure. you're making. I mean, don't talk about Cillian Murphy because he doesn't matter. What matters is Nolan. You are you are making a statement about Nolan's star power, yeah. not anybody. Else. And and I think I think this is a statement in defense of Nolan's star power. I think this movie getting okay. to fifty six million is a really good opening. When listen uh, again, there's another movie where a month ago the tracking was like thirty to you know, 40 or so it was in that range. So I think it's, it's gone up and up and up. And I think it gets to 56. We have not said the name of this movie, this entire episode. I think this shows how much this movie has fallen off the radar because of Barbenheimer mission impossible dead reckoning part one open last Mm -hmm. weekend to a $54 million three day. I think it's still good. And it's, God, it is so out of the zeitgeist right now because of Barbenheimer. But I still think it's going to hold. I think this is a movie that plays to an older audience that doesn't get out there right away. And it's still got a lot of premium screens. You know, even though Oppenheimer came in and took the IMAX's Mission Impossible is going to get its showings in the good in the PLFs. I can't predict anything lower than a 50 percent drop for this movie or, you know, a worse drop than 50%. So I'm going exactly 50%. So I think mission impossible dead reckoning does 27 million this weekend. I think it does exactly 50%. So that's number three. Uh, number four is going to be sound of freedom. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is there any way that it beats mission impossible? You know, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. This movie could make more, than Mission Impossible Dead Rack. I mean, this week. I've got to predict the drop this weekend. Because if this movie doesn't drop 50% or more, then is this movie going to end up outgrossing Titanic? 
You know, then, then, well, Pat, then people don't have to go. It's a movie where you could buy a ticket and not have to go. But so, yeah, of course, I could sit at home and buy 30 tickets to this movie. But, but you still and, and to- save a bunch of kids. And, and it's going to make more than Mission Impossible. But you still the thing is. We say how there's, you know, you're able to buy tickets and not go or people don't end up going. But you the people who buy tickets still have to spend money out of their bank accounts to buy those tickets you know the scam and of course we say scam lovingly you know studios movie studios need to have more scams to get people to buy movie tickets but people are buying these tickets whether they're buying because they want to go they're buying for someone who's not going to go they're buying it just as a uh uh represent uh kidnap kids whatever the reason they're they're buying the tickets so I, i just don't see a world in which this movie doesn't drop this weekend because but dude, how long are people going to keep buying tickets? And listen, and, and we've gotten some, uh, uh, some people written into us trying to say we, we, you know, that, that we're discounting this film and that people want to go. Yes. People want to go see sound of freedom. It is a movie that definitely there's an audience who has really gravitated towards and they like this movie, but the movie has to drop. It has to drop. So I think it's going to drop. I don't think it has to, but but I, I, I'm interrupting your top five, and I apologize. So I'm just going to say it made $27 million last uh, weekend. That was up 39%. I think this is the weekend where it has a 50% drop and makes like $14 million. So that's where I'm going with Sound of Freedom at number four. And then, wow. and then number five, you know... You would, do it do it you would think do it insidious do it. because insidious do it. made 13 million last week but i'm going elemental and then i think yep if elemental comes in number five we're gonna have to talk about how elemental is having a really great run and so i'm putting it at number five for the weekend i think it jumps over indy five and it jumps over insidious red door and then i think we've got to spend a couple of minutes talk about the elemental run if that happens so that's my top five I was going to do that, too. Uh, I think that's the way to go. Uh, Indy is the dead, deadest of all these movies. Yeah. It is so, so it's dead. so dead. It is so dead. And Insidious is, I mean, Insidious is going to be what? At 60 something, 70 after this weekend. I mean, it made its bones and people, you know, uh, Insidious did a great job. So, oh, Insidious. No shade on Insidious. Insidious has already made 58 domestic. So, after this weekend, it'll be in the mid sixties. That's, that's a hit, but yes, it's a horror movie in its third weekend. It's going to drop a lot. Okay. So my top five, uh, Barbie number one, I mean, doinkest of all doinks. Yes. With these pre-sales, I, I mean, I'm going over Mario. I don't know if I can go one eighty like everybody seems to be doing. Although it feels like that's what the tea leaves are saying. I mean, I'll go one, I'll go 172. Okay. Okay. I mean, this thing could go too hot. I mean, it's, it is one of those things where it just could go so totally bonkers and you could be low on it. It could, it really could. But 172 is where I'm going to live. Number two, Oppenheimer. I'm a little bit higher on this than you. I think it does beat Inception. Okay. But barely. I think 63. I'm going to go 63 on it. Number three, Sound of Freedom. Wow. Sound of Freedom is going to beat Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, because like you said, this movie is out of the zeitgeist. It is not a story. The stories are right now, Barbenheimer. And Sound of Freedom. And I'll admit, Elemental. Those are the three stories. Mission Impossible, the only story you're hearing about Tom Cruise is that he was against the strike because he still wanted to promote his movie. Wow. So things are turning for Tommy Boy here. And the other thing, I mean, something that we have to add to this whole uh, conversation about Barbie being one of the biggest movies of the year is that with this SAG strike, people aren't going to be promoting movies. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be able to for months. 
Barbie was one of the last movies that could do a full court press. Yeah. And it's going to benefit from it. So having said that, number three, Sound of Freedom, because here's the thing, and I'm not saying nobody's seeing this movie, huh? Uh, what I'm saying is people are seeing this movie and there are donors buying tickets for this movie. And when I say donors, I'm not saying a regular Joe Lunchpail or Susie Crocheter. I'm saying that it's a benefit to people that this movie do well if they want to see this sort of movie. So if they want to see more of these sorts of movies at the theater, it makes sense for them to put up some money to make this movie continue to be a hit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And there are plenty of people in this country that can't afford a ticket and they are cashing them in. I'm not saying nobody's using these codes. People are using these codes and these movies are, this movie's being watched by people who couldn't afford to go see a movie. Right. 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 So, so maybe they'll, they'll save up for sound of freedom too, which is already in the works. It's gotta be. So that is my number three. Number four is going to be mission impossible. Dead reckoning part one. I think this definitely drops over 50. Wow. So could you give everybody's every, could you get everybody's barbenheiming? Could you give us some numbers then? What do you think sound of freedoms are going to make? And what do you think dead reckoning is going to make? I think sound of freedom can drop in the single digits. I think this thing could make 23 million. Wow. I mean, if that, and I think mission impossible drops 60. Wow. Wow. Because people want to see mission impossible on big screens and it's not going to have as many of those big screens. Pat, I tried to go and see an IMAX of this during the week, and there was no IMAX in the city for me to see. Wow. Because they were previewing Oppenheimer for critics, I think. Probably, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I wanted to go to Lincoln Square and see Mission Impossible in IMAX, and there was not a showing available for me. Yeah. So I skipped it. Because if I'm going to see Tom Cruise jump off a cliff on a motorcycle... I want to see it on the biggest screen possible. And if you're not allowing me to do that, then I'm not sitting in a rat hole theater wow. for it. Wow. So having said that, number four, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. And then I'm going to do it. Number five, Elemental. You, I got it. I am going to uh, uh, doff my proverbial cap to you this weekend, Clayton, because you have been a, not the bigger man, but you have been a big man in the way that you have admitted that Barbie is going to be huge and, and celebrated uh -huh. that and celebrated that. And that it's positive for what we do and, and theatrical Barbie and Oppenheimer is, is keeping our job. Yes. 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 And, and the way that you have placed elemental in your top five for this weekend's predictions, a movie that you, ranted and i say ranted positively because we're doing great radio yeah. and we need rants every once in a while but you ranted against elemental and you ranted against the people who were saying it's having a good run and you were ranting against giving it any plaudits for having good holds in its fifth weekend and now you're putting it at number five and we don't have to delve into it but i do think that's a sign that you do think there is something to this movie's run right now well, numbers don't lie is all I'll say. Okay. The one thing that doesn't lie is numbers. Right. And what we're seeing here is that Elemental has more momentum than any of those other movies that we're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, Barbie is a kid's movie, but it is skewing more. It's a PG-13 movie, so it's, it is skewing more adults. So there will be little kids Little rats who want some cheese. Yes. Elemental. And that's what that's giving. Elemental is closer to a baby movie than Barbie is for sure. And then not to be the conspiracy guy, because there's so much conspiracy going on at the movie theaters. And we want to be talking about something positive like Barbie and Oppenheimer, not conspiracy theories. But there could be a few middle-aged men who have a little bit of money mm -hmm. that are uh, buying some elemental tickets and maybe not showing up. So it's not just Sound of Freedom. There's a possibility that these Pixar fanatics are saying, well, I can't let my baby die because that's all I have. So here I go. I'm just going to invest in some tickets for this Elemental movie and not show right. up. So I'd like to see some head counting there, too. 
That's all I'm saying. Very, very good crackpot theory there, Clayton. I commend you for that crackpot theory. So very quickly, just want to touch on a couple of emails that we got uh, this week. Of course, the great Austin sent us a email. And Austin, we loved everything that you had to say in this email. But I want to cut just to what his predictions were. And I'm going to go to, of course, Austin, you gave us a revised prediction in a second email. So Austin went 180 for Barbie and Mm -hmm. 70 for Oppenheimer. So around where we were at, you know, I went 184. We're all around that number. So the good word here is that Austin is very high in this movie. And of course, he represents a very youthful segment of the audience. He's in his 20s and his prime. He's in his prime. So he went Barbie number one, 180. Oppenheimer gets a 70. He did have Mission Impossible 7 at number three, ahead of Sound of Freedom. And he also had Elemental coming in fifth. So uh, we all we all had that around. This, uh, we had the same top fives there. Going to go to Danny from Ice Cream, use Ice Cream, You Scream 4, the number four movies. Number four. The great Danny. Uh, it says Barbie and Oppenheimer is finally here. No words to describe the most exciting weekend for moving going is here. First off, my predictions for these movies. And Danny went Barbie, 94 million. Oppenheimer, 63 million. So Danny sent this on Tuesday at 8.50 a.m. Eastern. And I think that the Barbie and Oppenheimer hype is just moving so fast that I think Danny might have been... Mm-hmm. Uh, a little behind the the hype there. You know, he sent an email in and then the hype just kept growing and growing. But he does say Barbie will be the bananas winner for this weekend. Uh, okay, so here's what Danny says he's going to do. And one more thing, Pat Clayton, I do know you guys would love some boots off the ground report. So what I'm going to do is that I'm going to record some videos of the crowded audiences in the lobby auditorium for this weekend and send it to you guys, the report of how huge this will be for both movies. Uh, He will see Oppenheimer first Friday morning and then Barbie Saturday night. If all goes to plan. So should be one of the most. And Danny. Yes. Can I just give Danny some advice? Do not focus the camera on any kids. That, that is good advice. Let, let Clayton do that. Clayton will do that. Yeah. Stop it with that. Stop it with that. Yeah. So Danny, don't do that. I mean, listen, everyone, if you're planning to film at Barbie uh, screenings this weekend, first of all, don't don't film in a movie theater. It's pirating. But just know that there are Sound of Freedom moviegoers in a screening room in the same building. So just be on your best behavior at these Barbie screenings. So uh, any other predictions we want to go over? We got. Well, one of B.O. Boy Eric. Yes, yes. He went... $155 million, Wow. Says Eric. The Barbie online buzz was massive, and I had doubted it would translate, but it's about to be movie night this weekend for a good chunk of those people who are talking about it. Pre-sale trackings make it not too difficult to know this, but I've learned that I only want to estimate that a movie will open well over $100 million if it's a superhero movie or a massive special event. This is a special event. This is a special he's event. He's saying. Yeah. Yeah. So multiple times, Eric has been in public spaces over the last month and heard women of varying ages and backgrounds casually mentioning they want to see the Barbie movie. I work at a theater and it's become frequent. Then when guests pull up their ticket for me to scan, I also see their Barbie presale ticket on the screen. For a meme movie, Barbie's on the opposite end of the snakes on the plane Morbius spectrum. Now, the meme is the excitement for the act of paying money and seeing Barbie. It's a massive special event, and my prediction is 155, and I would be surprised if it did anything lower than 120. That is some boots on the ground. Love the looking at the future tickets. And the fact that people have already bought their Barbie tickets Mm. that far in advance is telling. Yes. And then there's going to be a lot of walk-up business. And the only issue with that is, is there going to be an open seat for them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they may just have to can't see Barbie tonight, but you're already here. Why don't you go see sound of freedom? We've got, we've got some empty seats that you could, you could grab. So that, that might be what's going on here, but listen, 
People are going to see the Sound of Freedom movie. We're not saying that these auditoriums are empty. They're full. There's a lot of people going. So that I think that is it for this this Barbenheimer prediction episode. I mean, mm-hmm. email us at the Bo Boys Podcast at gmail.com. As you can tell, we love reading your emails, your boots on the ground reporting, your predictions. So write us, let us know what your Barbenheimer weekend ended up being. Did you see both? Did you see one? What was the screening room like? Do not take photos or videos at Barbie screenings, pointing your camera at kids. Do not do it. Don't do it. Let the professionals do it like Clayton Gumbert. So. No, what would you say? My last name. Yeah, Your last name is publicly available. You're such a. So. Email us, the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com. Of course, we are YouTubers, so watch and subscribe and like. And what else do you have to do, Clayton? Smash that like button. Smash- ring ring that bell. Ring that bell on YouTube. That helps the B.O. Boys enterprise in myriad ways. So ring that bell. Follow us on YouTube. Watch these episodes there and subscribe. Of course, follow us on social media at the B.O. Boys Pod. Want to be our intern Christopher is killing it with the vertical video clips across both Twitter and TikTok and maybe more social handles to come. So follow us at the B.O. Boys Pod across social media and give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. We have been getting just five star after five star review and is definitely helping new listeners find the show. So Keep doing what you're doing. Drop us five star. Yep. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Love the blah, show. Blah, blah, blah. Love the show. That's what we want to see. So I think that's it, Clayton. I think it is time for us to head off to Barbenheimer weekend. So that's all I got. Yeah. Well, I am very excited to be watching these numbers. There's nothing that I like more than refreshing deadline, refreshing the numbers, and watching these 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 right throughs come through i love yeah. it it's this is a holiday yes, for us yes barbenheimer is the new high holiday for the bo boys yeah so it's going to be an exciting weekend and i don't think there's really anything left to say no to that. no there's nothing not. hey, there can't, can't be, be. Hey, there's there uh, what would there be left? no i gotta go uh I... except oh. except for until next time Will Will smell you at the the box box. office. Nailed it.